0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: You're listening to the Huntin' Lamb Man Podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Huntin' Lamb Man. Right buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we are, the Land Man podcast brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. And speaking of Southern Ag Credit, our first guest here on the podcast, Alex Reiser with Southern Ag Credit. How you
2: doing, Alex? Man, I'm good, man. What a pleasure. Uh, I was you know, excited the whole way here. I think I was riding here, I was talking in my rearview mirror like... All right, I'm a slave priest. We're going to talk rack bucks and hunting. And, man, I've I played this all in my head and now to be here. I'm like a kid on Christmas. So,
1: Well, uh, pleasure to have you here, Alex. Kind of give everybody a backstory story with uh, mine and Alex's relationship. Uh, Alex is with Southern Ag Credit. He is a um, – uh, what, what is your title? So I
2: just got promoted this year to vice president in lending. Um, oh, big dog. I know. I felt good. It, uh Kind of came as a surprise, so I'm the Vice President of Lending at Southern Ag Credit.
1: Well, uh, so Alex actually used to have my job. Alex actually worked for a couple of different real estate companies with Mossy Oak Properties and then Tom Smith Landon Homes and actually helped start Four Corner Properties.
2: So, yeah, I come from y'all's side, man. There's an appreciation for it that uh, goes into every deal, that every deal has its own little care uh, that's got to go with it. But I started with uh, Tom Smith Landon Homes. Uh, moved to the Mossy Oak pr- Properties side, and then we helped start uh, a company called Four Corner Properties uh, that seems to be doing pretty successful today. Uh, very happy about that. And uh, yeah, some
1: great agents of that company. I actually did uh, a really large deal with uh, with Joseph. Apparently, mm-hmm. good we friend were, of mine, yeah. very
2: good friend of mine, great guy. Gr- couldn't ask for anybody better in the, in the business. But uh, great relationships built up. That just kind of how things work out in life, I guess. You know, it was like, man, you found yourself. In the realtor world, you found yourself competing more, but on this side of it, when I got the opportunity to come this side, you got to be involved. And uh, it, it's just such a fun side on this side. It's exactly the same. Go out, shake every bush you can, get involved and with anybody in you can, you know, have conversations and see what you can do. But, man, there's just uh, there's a really fun side to this. It's kind of the yin and yang of it, but, it, you know, being able to – be involved with those deals and keep those relationships, man, it's, it's special. It really is special.
1: So from my side, you know, um, I, I I consider Alex on my team and look, Alex will tell you this. He's not my only banker on my team. And what I consider my team, uh, of course me and new Ryan and Lori, I call us the dream team. Uh, (laughs) Ryan's over here laughing about that right now, but, um, you know, if you're on my team, you're either one of my attorneys, surveyors, appraisers, uh, people that help me bankers, like I said, people that make my job easy, Um, and I defend my team. If if clients or other agents or people, oh, he ain't doing his job. No, my team does his job, and Alex is on my team, and he does his job good. Now, he's got a bunch of good counterparts that work for him, Nathan and Austin and a bunch of that crew, great guys, and we do deals with them also. I saw them at – I saw Austin at a a closing earlier this week that Alex and I had. But uh, from my side of the world, from the – you know, okay, a guy comes to me, Slade, I want to buy 100 acres in Wilkeson County, you know, you name the track, and he says, Slade, who do you recommend for financing? My kind of go-to is I send them, uh, you know, dependent on every deal, but a lot of times I send them Alex uh, as his contact, and then I send them a a conventional bank, my buddy Stephen Garrett, and there's a couple others uh, with Trustmark and things like that, because, you know, sometimes, the other side of the equation works. Now, most of the time for what I do, the land bank's hard to beat. And people say, Slade, why do you send them Alex's number? Why do you send them Steven's number? Or whoever. It's because that's who I have my loans with. And why wouldn't I recommend somebody that I trust with my own money? You know, that actually it would be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It would be uh, foolish for me not to, or, or, you know, because that's, if I wouldn't put my money with you, how can I recommend
2: somebody else? That's right. You know, you know, One thing, and I remember this in my realtor days, was the uh, five fiduciary duties. Right. Uh, You know, one of them is is care. And it's exactly what you're you're practicing there. I mean, handle with care, who you're dealing with. um, You want to see them get the best deal. But, you know, you're on the front lines of everything you're doing, Slade, that, you know, you got to know you know, what's best for them. And a lot of times you can ask that question, answer that question yourself just sitting there in the field with them. But, you know, it's it's exactly that part of that fiduciary duty to say, I'm not putting my name on it unless I know it. And I think that's what you realize and what we do. And uh, I think Slade, heck, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, but it was like 16, 17 loans you sent to Southern Ag Credit last year. In 2020. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. It was an absolutely amazing year. And, and to be able to do that. We ask that of our of our borrowers to, to you know we have a uh, an ambassador program for people let, listening. Let, let me
1: stop you. What Alex is about to tell you about the ambassador program, don't think you have to be slave priest, a hunting land man, or Scott Lindsay, or or, or or any other land guy out there. If you are a borrower from Southern Ag Credit, you can do what Alex is about to tell you about.
2: Right, we we take pride in this. This is an ambassador program that uh, there's no cap on this. Um, we pay a five hundred dollar referral fee. They can be buying. Uh, a, a home site lot, which we do some of that, but they can be buying a tractor, uh, you know, anything, cows, anything, land, anything they want to. But as long as, if you're on the books at Southern Ag Credit, we're paying $500 referral fees. And I've n- I've been around for a little bit now that I think you reap the benefits of it the best, And but you can be, you know, exactly what it is, an ambassador to it to tell the, the audience. it's You don't have money being paid, these banks ain't paying you money back. So as much as I appreciate, like I said, these other banks, some of these commercial lenders can do things better, but man, you know, ambassador program to increase business, uh, you know, and keep, you know, keep referring it through. And those are the ones that, man, when they come to my desk and say, Hey, Slade Priest sent it or or, or Joseph Presley sent it or whoever, you know, those, what we call KRCs. we, We talked about it before the show was a key referral center. You know, those are the ones that were like, all right, we're going to put this other deal aside. Let's grab it. Slade Priest's name is on it. So it's just like what you're talking about. You you know, when you're, we want our guys to know that, especially when you're on the books with us, if you're fighting for us, we're going to fight to get it to the front lines. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of that.
1: And I think, you know, Alex knows this because he was on the real estate side of it. You need an agent or a banker working for you that has a team. Absolutely. Okay. And it works to... Okay, I send people to Alex. Alex sends people to me. I mean, Alex is—I've uh, helped Alex with some of his own personal property. So, you know, if it's in my area, because Alex, of course, has areas he works in, other agents he works with. But if it's in, say, Wilkes and Ament County where we do a lot of stuff together, if a guy says, "Look, I'm I'm thinking about buying some property over there," or "I'm thinking about selling some property over there," you know, uh, of course, and and I, and I know he does, and I hope he continues mm-hmm. to do it. Alex recommends me and my team, or or somebody at our office. So it's a uh, it's a it's a back and forth relationship. Um, coming from back to Alex was a realtor, so Alex gets it and a man gets it does not even come close to what that means. And what I, you know, we work hard in this business and in your business, our business we're available. You know, my phone's probably going off its own silent right now. We're available a lot of times and you know, we don't amuse each other by any means, but look, if you're going to be on my team, we got, we're we going to get yeah, some work done. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about what we've been through just in our, you know, a few years here, me and you. Heck, I can remember a deal last year. We got to the closing table and realized we had a problem. But what did we do? We took a step back, and you, you went right to work, and I don't want to divulge any names. I don't know if that's okay. Are you do.
1: talking about the one? Well, we just we closed oh, okay. a second. I was thinking about a different one.
2: <laughs> no, I'm talking about the one that sticks in my brain when, when we went to um, in Natchez, and it kind of fell apart there at the table and this whole look across even the attorney's face. Uh, and when I took it all in and you, you just, man, we're going to fix this. I remember you looking at the, at the bar, your client saying, we're going to fix this. And he was so frustrated and, and he we, had every right at, to be. absolutely. And But what did we do? We, we regrouped, got back into the huddle or the, you know, and we found him something else and finding something a, better. A better,
1: a better property at a better price. Um, and we closed and that deal what last and week without divulging any names or information. We got to a closing and found out a part of the property that we were buying was not for sale. That's right, and, and it was not on us. We were the representing the buyer, and and you know not blaming any names. But anyway, no. there was not the due diligence was not done on the front end by the listing agent.
2: Right, and we and kudos to that attorney, man. He found that that survey sitting around somewhere, lying around in the courthouse, and we found that at the closing table, but. And you go back to it, and we talk about real estate and what it takes. And I'm not knocking any house realtors. I think they're a great I know, house. I know you do. With this. But what we had to do to not only first start with you, find another piece of property, better property. Keeping, but, keeping the client from not dropping us like a hat. Not to mention, that was a competition deal uh, for me. And uh, it speaks volumes to say they stuck with us. They trusted us. We got to the end game. And, and he's gonna be a better for altogether, and you know he's happy as go as can be. He's extremely happy. He's gonna list his other property with us. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It, it, there is an appreciation on my side coming from it. You know, uh, as a broker and a realtor, that none of this ever sells smoothly. You know, not all it, the one. The, the ones
1: that do, you're always like, okay, something's
2: about and, to happen. In the baseball term, the fat the fat one down the middle to hit out of the park, it just sometimes – I just don't believe it really exists in our line of work. But, uh, you know, man, that that's just an example there, you know, where you have to have a team to bring it back together because we all were bought in to help him do what he needed to do. And uh, he, he's happier for it. He's absolutely happier for it.
1: And I was referencing uh, – Alex was talking about – I thought he was talking about another deal. We got to – the day of a closing, I was on the way home from showing a property. We had to close in that afternoon and I had to drive to what was it, uh, Madisonville or something like that? I had to go get some affidavits signed mm-hmm. in Madisonville.
2: It was it was Madisonville. That's exactly what I had, what it I had was. to go
1: I had to go meet at a restaurant, eat while waiting on the client, get some stuff signed so we could get it closed. And look, hey, I'm fine with it. If I the other day we couldn't get a company on the line that had to sign off on a loan, and I was looking up flights to Ohio because we had to get this deal done. I preached this to New Ryan back here behind the camera is to close deals that
2: nobody else can close, you have to be willing to do things nobody else can do. How many loans have we closed or deals have we closed not in at an attorney's office? I mean, there's times where we've met beforehand or I've rode and met with them folks at their house and, and done different things and brought paperwork back. But uh, Before and after, yeah. Um, I can remember a track in I think in Yazoo County we did it had to do the exact same. You know, we got everything.
1: Oh, we went. What well, we go to the bank first, and then where, we went somewhere after that and closed it. But I can't remember. I, I, I do remember at that. the attorney's office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the uh, so the, the nice attorney's office. Yes, that.
2: that's right. So it's it's just it keeps speaking on the topic we're talking about. You know, there is this. Our office is open from eight to four thirty. But realistically, it's open from midnight to midnight. You know, I mean, you got to be available. You got to answer phone calls. You got to do, so you know, so you got to go above and beyond. That um, it's really special. And
1: this, you know, I would say the three most, you know, the agent, the uh, the banker, and the attorney. You know, we have some great attorneys that work with that do this exactly the same. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I sometimes think uh, Alex and um, you know. Alex and the attorney's jobs is harder than mine. Sometimes I guess I do all the work on the front end, but when it comes to the 30 to 45 day closing, their job gets a little bit harder. That's right. But, um, you know, coming back to, uh, let's just talk about Alex and Southern ag credit. You know, there's a lot of good, good loan officers with Southern ag credit and they're a lot the same in the sense of, you know, if you're going to buy land, you probably need to be with a land bank. Uh, you know, every once in a while, there's a conventional make, may, may, there may be a situation and, Kudos to Alex and the Southern Ag team. The track that I own, uh, actually right here, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, get it paid down and then I did a line of credit on it and Alex said, listen, you know, for what you're trying to do, we may not be the company. And, And that, for the lack of a better turn, took money out of Alex's in the company's pocket, but he knew that was best for his borrower. And why wouldn't you want to work with a
2: team that's putting your interests above theirs? And that's and that's what they do, time in and time out. That's right. Yeah, I mean, this is the best. You know, I'm not trying to be biased by any means, but we've we've got great sister companies, uh, and, and that we you know friendly compete with. But this, and team, you're you're talking about other farm credit, farm credits. credit, okay. and, and I want to talk a little bit about that just for our nationwide listeners, but. You know, we, this team at Southern Ag Credit is amazing. And I really – I've learned so much from – I mean, you talk about uh, Austin alone. Uh, he's got – I got him on speed dial. This is a guy that not only knows credit but knows compliance better than anybody I've ever seen. He's got a special place and he, he cares. But, I mean, and, and that goes across the board. Um, you know, every loan officer, every team member of the, of the Southern Ag Credit team is just uh, they're – they're – they're exceptional. They're, it's special to see what they what they want to do and how they want to achieve things. And you know, we just come off another record breaking year at Southern Ag Credit, and uh, in, in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, you know, it, it got tough at times where you know appraisers were were, were tight because they were doing thirty loans, and t- attorneys were having trouble. I mean, we just we gelled together and worked together. But you know, I want to go into that a little bit for our nationwide listeners. You know, the people need to know that farm credit's in every state. And um, you know, it, it, and people need to know who they are uh, because well, I
1: know they have what they got. Texas Farm Credit, uh, with, is it Missouri well, they're, Farm diff- Credit. There's I-
2: different districts, which we're under the Farm Credit Bank of Texas, based out of Austin. Uh, First South Farm Credit, who's down here, uh, I believe, out of Alabama, their district. Uh, Louisiana Land Banks in our district with uh, with Farm Credit Bank of Texas, but. Every state itself has its own individual branches of farm credit. Uh, they, they all have their different names. We can name them different at each branch. So if you're in Kansas and you're up there looking, you know, I always tell people the first thing, and I understand their thought process. They've been banking with these folks. they got their checkings and their savings accounts, so they call the commercial bank. That's, and that's the first thing. And a commercial bank can come up with something that can uh, fit their needs, so to speak. But, um, you know, what farm credit offers, and a lot of people just – the educational side to call your farm credit. And that goes for realtors too. Any of the realtors listening to this United Country guys or your own, even your small operational real estate companies need to be reaching out to their farm credits in their state. There's so much that they can provide and so much they can offer uh, to create a new relationship and and help in their process of expanding their business. And, you know, it's all about, you know, y'all, you guys are paid on commission. So you want the best guys there. So, and, I'm, I'm, and what Alex, you know, is talking about, and
1: if the agent's out there listen to this, is call your farm credit guy. Where do you think we get a lot of our comps? That's right. And, you know, you're asking them to do a couple hours worth of work, you know, to send you some comps or, you know, an hour worth of work. You know, send them some business when you do that. But the,
2: that's exactly right. The excitement, that if I get a call, and I, I know I send you comps, but uh, Ryan Wascom the other day, you know, uh, y'all's new agent there called me the other day. The excitement when I have, when he says, hey, man, I need comps, that means he's thinking about me, and we're glad. And that's any farm credit. Let's go see what we can find for him and get him there. Because now... I wonder where Ryan got your number. I don't know. Some guy. The, the hunting land man? <laughs> yeah, but that's a prime example. I mean, and that relationship has started. Because as eager as you are to, to speak to me, I'm as eager as uh, to speak to you. And every time... A land realtor calls me. It's just like I stop everything. I want to, and I'm a, I'm a guy that don't sit at my desk and talk. I, uh, I have to walk around. So I'll walk around in circles in my office and we, we may talk for 30, 45 minutes. Yep, earpods. I got the earpods as well. And uh, it, it's so there's a lot of excitement when I get a call of, and, and even from smaller realtors who are doing homes and different things. But education, you know, given educating them on what we're doing. It's, uh, you know, farm credit is. Something special that a lot of people need to learn about through our time across Mm -hmm. the country. And Mm -hmm.
1: and speaking of across the country, Alex actually uh, financed Ryan and I bought a track of land, a timber buck up in uh, Missouri, uh, in Miley, Missouri. It's a track that Ryan and I bought, and um, Alex actually in uh, Southern Ag Credit financed something. I guess Missouri, I guess was
2: they were in the South at one time, Mm -hmm. but but yeah, 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 so. uh, and th- there, where did we close that one at? Remember that? I in my office, if it, I remember right, attorney. That we didn't have to go. To, we didn't have to go to Missouri. We handled right. everything right there and uh, easy signing, easy go. You know, I tell people the farm credit and, and Southern Ag credit more so. You know, when people are shopping around for loans at farm credit, you're going to get the old school feel with a new touch. If that makes sense. Man, he practiced that. <laughs> I did that. Mirror practicing around, but seriously, it, you know we don't. Like a lot of lenders, when you're buying a home or doing things, they're selling to a secondary market. You know, you may have a loan with your local bank, but then they sell it to Bank of America, and you never have that relationship with a loan officer ever again. So if you're thinking about it, you know, when I say the, the old school feel, we're there. You know, you're going to have my cell phone. Hey, what do you need? Text me, call me. We don't sell them, you know, and with that new school feel where, you know, we're, we're pretty heavy in our technology now, so we're not that far behind the rest of the banks on the technology side.
1: And, you know, as far as they're competing in things like that, of course, Southern Credits has, has great rates, which rates aren't everything, you know, the terms and, you know, it, it all comes back, but they, they're, I'll say this. Extremely competitive on everything to do, and they'll get competitive down in there if they have to to,
2: to make the deal yeah, work. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I do, we need to talk about, we haven't talked about, it, you know, it, there's two things that, that farm credit is going to be different in. One, 95% of the time, we're doing the appraisal in house. We have a full, all farm credits have their full staff. And if appraisal. you have never dealt with that, you don't know how important that is. But why is it important? And the one reason why it's important is the commercial lenders we talk about that people go talk to, they're going to third party it out to somebody they never have a, that they don't know, you know, and because uh, they can't know it's, no. it's it's banking
1: regulations. And look, if there's <laughs> bankers listening, I may say some of this wrong, but you know, there's regulations. You know, they can't talk to these appraisers, and mm-hmm. they're just on a list. Mm-hmm. And why it's so important is you send the wrong appraiser out that does not know anything about pine timber or farm ground or or, or maybe a his you know there's there's areas I sell hunting land in that for whatever reason this area because of the the deer or the turkeys or the habitat or whatever it sells for more and that's the kind of stuff southern Ag credit in-house appraisals the guys Walton, them over mm-hmm. there they they know and they know the local realtors and the people and they get that type of information and if you just get a, a guy off the shelf nothing wrong with these people mm-hmm. I'm not picking no. them but if that's not what they do every day, like a, like a land realtor. That's right.
2: Recreation is a value that's got to be recognized. And with your commercial lenders, you won't really see a whole lot there. But when you're buying a track in Wilkinson County, uh, Amit County, uh, Yazoo, these big buck counties, uh, you know, you'll see some writings in some of those appraisals where, hey, this is an area known for its recreational hunting. Therefore, the value is blank. And, you know, that's just something – you know, commercial lender, you are going to get it, and they're going to get it back. So, man, there is nothing we can do, and it's just—it's
1: funny. I say this loosely, and I apologize to any of my appraisers that listen. You know, I, I consider some of the best appraisers the realtors out there. You know, the the mm-hmm. ones that know the, what they're doing. And I've heard people say it, man. How can we put uh, gold bullion behind white-tailed deer, turkeys, and stuff like that? How can we actually put a value behind that? Let me list the right tr- track with the right deer on, and I'll show you how we'll put a value behind Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It, it, it look, and and to the guy that says that, that says we can't put a value behind the deer, I said, where do you hunt? Oh, wh- Why do you hunt there? Oh, man, we got big deer, whatever. I'm like, yeah, it has
2: value. So don't tell me it don't have value. That's right. Ask, ask the person buying it why they're buying it. Majority of the time, the first thing, I'm buying me a hunting track. Mm-hmm. It has to be recognized. And I think that's, I know it's Southern Ag Credit, and I can speak for most farm credits. It's something that is a benefit factor for anybody buying. It's a benefit for, uh, you know, the realtors, the, anybody involved. So uh that's one thing that is huge first and foremost is the appraisal. But then the other part, man, that I love talking about is one of my favorite it's the hardest thing to sell at farm credit, but it's our best selling point is the patronage dividend program, the stock program. It's hard to sell on the front end, so when you're when you're quoting these rates. It sounds too good to be true, that's but right. it's hard to sell. And I'm already getting calls now, you know, you know so what, what what farm credit does and Southern Ag Credit does is we are a cooperative, so when you're getting a loan, one of your closing fees is a $1,000 purchase of stock, 200 shares of Southern Ag Credit stock or whatever farm credit you're with, and that thing's paying an annual dividend back that people, if you actually factor the numbers at Southern Ag Credit, you're lowering your interest rate. So you know, somebody had a 4.5% rate on investment, recreational, real estate, and, and they're getting a the dividend check back every year that they don't even think about till it comes. And they apply that check back to it. It's you know lowering their interest rate almost a hundred basis points at Southern Act Credit. And how awesome! I mean, just so, so mailbox to, money. Is so a t-
1: to to put this in Redneck Slade terms, they're paying you every year. You get a and look. I'm I'm preaching to the choir here. You get a check in the mail. Basically, it's uh, about one payment, one, um, one monthly
2: payment. Of the that way we've current. been seeing about a payment and a half okay. back. Um, you know, uh, you heard that new Ryan. They're paying you to bank with them. That's, that's right. It's it's you, you. just hit the nail on the head. You have no appraisal fee. We're paying you money back. Uh, you know, so we're trying to find every which way to get you on the books and take. We're paying an ambassador five hundred dollars. So the potential to make money through Southern Ag Credit is <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, in, in it's funny when we sit here and I, I have conversations and people say you know, 4.5% rate, I'm getting 1% back. And, you know, they don't think nothing of it on the surface. February 15th, you know, January, end of January, about when the patronage checks go back, I get a call. And it already started the day. You know, people want to know where they're at, but when they get them, they go, hey, I, I got a check from you. Yeah. Uh, what's this for? Well, Mr. Barr, that's your patronage check. Are you sure it's right? And I said, yes, sir, it's right. Hey, oh, Man. So how does this work? And they never paid attention on the surface when you're selling it to them. That's why I say right. it's the hardest thing to sell. And then they, they, you notice the next year they'll call, hey, man, you know, I got that check last year. When do you expect them to go out? And it's like, hey, man, they're coming. You know, we, we, I'll let you know. And um, but like I said, so it's hard to sell, but it's the best selling point we have. So, you know, we're always – I'd like to think we're always going to be better on the rate side, but we're definitely going to be better – on the rate side when you when you account for the patronage program. Not to mention when you pay your loan off, there's no prepayment penalty with our loans. You pay that loan off, you're getting that $1,000 back. We refund that back to you through your, we just apply it to the principal balance, but you're getting that $1,000 back. So essentially it's a holding fee that's going to pay tenfold over the life of the loan. I mean, it just in your first year for most loans, it's going to pay over $1,000 back that you already bought in with. So, you know, it's... Uh, but that's every farm credit. That's why I think it's important that all of our all of your listeners across the country know, hey, they all practice a, a cooperative. Now, they may not pay back as much as the next person, but you're going to get something back usually in the form of a, of a patronage. Well, when me and Alex talked
1: about um, doing this podcast, something I wanted to start off. So we, through the Hunt and Landman podcast, we're all about rack bucks and real estate, and, and we want to educate our listeners to – you know how how to afford the what I call the American dream. You know is is owning a piece of recreational land yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. I'm I'm in my early twenties. I'm new Ryan over there. I'm I'm thinking about okay. I want to own a track of land one day. You know, uh, but of course I, I may not be there yet, and I may have to start small. Let's take very specific on this topic, and let's talk about okay, what can I do now to make sure first of all I'm smart with my I'm smart with my um, credit scores. You know, I'm smart with my finances so I can do that sort of thing. Uh, and let's just uh, – let's, let's take a guy that was me and you at 22 years old and say, hey,
2: by the time I'm 30, I want to have a track of land. Shoot. Right. First and foremost, <laughs> going back to the 22-year-old self of, you know, I wish I knew then, you know, what I knew now, you uh, you know, is, is, you know, saving money, you know, I, I was the worst, I was a realtor, you know, you get the big old $10,000, 11000 check, you know, you know, 23 years, 24 years old, you're like, I got money, you know, you don't want to account for taxes, but, <laughs> uh, you know, always factor in when you're coming into Southern Ag or any farm credit, and this is really any lender, uh, you know, they're going to want 15 to 20% down. So start thinking in those aspects of, you know, start saving that, you know, that, Pillow money or whatever people want to call, you know, but uh, that's always the biggest hurdle is the fifteen or twenty percent down. Now, other things come into factor, but you know, it's, it's all about size of the loan. I mean, I love what we do at Southern Ag, and it, it, we have what we call a fast track loan or an Ag Fast loan, uh, which you know takes in some information, but it doesn't really give a critical breakdown where. You're going to be so critical on these people's financial part. You know, it takes into account different things, but uh, it's always going to, I'll go back to it, it's always going to be the down payment, 15 to 20% down. Now, you know, as far as the rest of it goes, always be credit mindful, you know, especially on smaller loans. When we talk about the smaller loans, half a million dollars and less.
1: Being mindful
2: of y'all's loans or or be mindful as a consumer somebody coming to get a loan. Be mindful of your own personal FICO scores. You know, a lot of people don't think of it and, you know, they think, oh, if I go 30 days late on a credit card, it'll be okay. And those things factor into it because when we pull those FICOs, uh, you know, for your farm credits that are doing loans, we're going to be a little bit more Harder on that aspect of it. I'm just going to be completely transparent on it. We're going to be a little bit more critical on you when you have late payments because we have a higher credit score, what we require, but there's a reason for that. We're paying you an annual dividend. We're doing, you know, all those things that go into factor. We don't sell your loans. We can go up to 30 years on financing. We want to make sure it's a good deal. But uh, so my biggest things for anybody new is always account for your 20% down, 15 to 20% down. Leave that money. You know, find a way to save it however you're going to save it, whether you're an independent contractor or you work salary and wage, you get a bonus through your job. Be mindful of the 15%, 20% down and your FICO score. And you'll see that a lot of these loans will get approved through that basis because that's what factors into the smaller loans. And then once you are able to obviously get that piece of property, you know, you're working towards the next one. You know, I mean, not everybody can start with 100 acres. You may start with 20. But, uh I mean, I started with 12. That's 12 in right, a house trailer. First right. track ever That's right. And uh, so that's, you know, it's, it's, it, every deal is different that comes through the door. So it's hard to be so far in depth as to what you need. But the best advice I can give you is the 15 to 20% down in FICO score. That's what factors into the majority of what we do on these smaller type loans.
1: So if I'm getting
2: a $100,000 loan, I got to have
1: 15000 or to 20000 down. down. Mm-hmm. Um, how do y'all do, Alex, as far... And I know this, but I'm going to ask sorry, for our viewers. Um, okay, do you, you do monthly? Uh, is it a uh, bi-monthly? So, or how do y'all do that as so, far to
2: payments? That's right. So, uh, essentially, most cases we like to try and do monthly. Uh, we have other payment options in place, um, you know, like quarterly or annual payments. You know, it depends on income. You know, if you got a full-time farmer in there selling, making his income on selling... Uh, cows, you know, we could set him up on a quarterly payment. Uh, most cases, always remember, we're kind of a financial advisor on the side. We want to see people knock interest down or knock principal down as fast as they can. So we have different options. But once again, it's one of those things you come in here and, and you sit down with us and you, you, you sell cows every quarter and that's where your income comes from. Well, then I understand. But, you know, we do have different options uh, for folks that, uh, that want them. But there are cases, and like I said, this is raw, transparent. I want to be, you know, I'm going to try and push someone to a monthly payment just because it, it. we never have to worry, especially younger, especially younger guys when we talk about new loans and younger guys, just so they get used to making that payment, making that payment, because you never want to put them behind the eight ball to be late on a quarterly payment or a semi-annual payment or annual payment. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I always try to tell people, we try and act as a financial advisor. I'm gonna look in your best interest because the way we factor a lot of this stuff is on monthly income you know, what they're making a month and how here's what they make, here's their expenses, here's what they got left over. So it's kind of it's kind of like a financial advisor approach.
1: And y'all can uh, just pull that right off, you know, electronic fund
2: transfer on that, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. We have, we have, uh, man, we've, we've, we have, due to the pandemic, we have increased our technology beyond. And I got to give, our former CEO Joe Heyman, and our new CEO uh, Philip Morgan, just kudos on this, man. When one thing that I will say, Farm Credit was behind on was the technology basis of everything. Uh, you know, we did. That's why my slogan is: it's an old school feel with a new school touch now because we have that new technology, but you're still getting, you know, that that relationship with your with your loan officer. But man, we've got online banking now. We've got auto draft programs. We have a whole new software program that's just brought in uh, for helping us trying to keep these things rolling. I want to give her a shout out, uh, Amanda Hudson. She converted. Matter of fact, I I took her role at Southern Ag Credit and she converted to this new role. So uh, the technology we have now is second to none that, I mean, I would compare us with any commercial bank that we're this close, which is really exciting. We've played with it a few times, we've actually done it a few times i have I think I've mentioned this to you is online online approvals for smaller loans, like yeah, you did. we've done a few of them early. We're still trying to perfect that, but man, when that goes man we're we're talking about you guys having the opportunity to be in the field to allow these guys, hey, take them to lunch after you show them a piece of property.
1: And when people make offers, and apply. they can make
2: offers that have approved. I, right. I did it
1: last night, or I did it this morning before I
2: came and met you. I mean, you yeah, know. it's exactly right. It, just being able to, uh, so I got to give kudos to our, our, our old our CEO who moved over to uh, another uh, lender. Uh, he took over the one of the largest farm credits in all of the country, and uh, Joe Heyman, and then Philip Morgan, who's coming this thing and, and our new CEO, and just embraced it and tackled it head on and. Uh, Man, can you imagine? I, I think about that all the time. Being a realtor, how many times I spent the day with somebody throwing three or four tracks, and then you go get lunch, and you just the whole time, you know, it's a Saturday or a Sunday, and, you know, you want them to talk to the loan officer and get lending and get everything lined up, and you're like, man, I can't wait till Monday. I, I just, you know, because you want to know if the deal's going to work. But, uh, you want to know if you worked in vain. That's right. I, I had this vision in my mind that, you know, sitting at a small, small mom-and-pop restaurant here in Centerville and somebody saying, yeah, man, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm ready to apply. And they go through and they apply and they can able to get some kind of, you know, approval and something like that. So we're headed in that direction. And, uh, yeah, we, we've, I mean, kudos to all that, just catching up with the times and where we're headed.
1: Well, um, a couple qu- questions I had written down here, um, and I can answer some of them for Alex. So uh, as far as your down payments, you know, you, Alex said 15 or 20%. Yep. Now, that's not our only options that's out right. there.
2: That's
1: right. Uh, if you have a, a track of land that you so, already have paid. Yeah, yeah, that,
2: that's a good point. Uh, I didn't even think about that. It, we do that a lot of times, man. Not all cash is green, you know. So what you don't have, you know, we there's a lot of these loans we do that somebody owns, uh, you know, a little 20 or 30 or I say 10 acres and up track. We did one last year, uh, me and you. Uh, they, it was a million-dollar purchase. Had like 12 acres over a little little 12-acre mm-hmm. block. And uh, they were like, man, I'm telling you. We, we weren't real sure of the value, but they were telling us, like, man, I'm telling you, it's worth $120,000. I said, man, I said, started playing numbers in my head. I said, this thing is not going to work. And then that appraisal came back. So to, getting off the beaten path there, yeah, so if you got, uh, you know, you know kind of what we call agricultural real estate, 10 acres and up, uh, we can absolutely use that as the equity in that property to, you so know.
1: if you own another piece of property, 10 acres and up, mm-hmm. so you can't, if you own your house, you can't. You right, can't.
2: We, we try and stay you know, I mean, if it's 10 acres in your house where you're living, I'm not, I'm not crazy about that deal, but, you know, you deal with a lot of folks like this that have, you know, a, an actual agricultural piece of property mm-hmm. laying around, and, yeah, we can use that. We uh, m- Majority of the time when we get involved with that, I know when I do, uh, we'll get an appraisal on it, we'll get an appraisal on the new place, and we'll, ch- we'll do what we can to loan them 100% of what they need, including closing costs. I call it the sign and drive deal. And, um, you know, there's no – they get the same rate, they get everything the same. And, and uh, as long as they're – you know, we have times, as long as they're practicing good good repayment with us and get good history with us five or six years – Man, as long as we're in 80% loan to value, sometimes we'll consider releasing the original collateral to, uh, you know, to let them go do the next thing that they want to do. So, uh, But, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, people, I, I say it, said it earlier, the hardest part to get over is the 15 to 20% down. But there is other options. Yeah, and, and well, you know, sometimes it's mom and daddy. You know, we talk about the, we go back to the young guys, you know, the 22, 23-year-olds. Yeah, my mom owns 40 acres. Can we put that up? Absolutely. If, yeah, she's them, if she's willing it, yeah. to sign with it, and or, or you know, twenty acres or whatever. So and and,
1: and and you know, it's it's if it's a grandparent or, or whatever, mm-hmm. mom pop, you know, it's it's not like they're do they're putting a lien against their property, of course, but it's not it's not costing them anything if they own it. No, absolutely. So, so not. it's not a no, bad deal.
2: No, it's just you know, in the event of the bank covering its backside, so to speak, that in the event of default, we you you lose both, but. That's why we go through the the vigorous process of getting them approved, and I say vig- I don't want to use that as a, as a as a word to describe it because our process is really not bad. But what our underwriting expectations are. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you got somebody that's willing to to pledge a piece of property, or you got a piece of property that you're willing to pledge as additional collateral, what more power to you. We'll we'll do title work on both of them, and we'll drive on into the sunset.
1: I, um, I had wrote down
2: timber on here, so
1: just I'm doing a track right now uh, with Alex, and, and I'm cutting some timber, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put uh, in my fund-held account that timber that I'm cutting, and it'll pay my payments for up to a year. They'll put up to a year's worth of payments, and that thing pays interest, so right. it's an interest-bearing account. So we have,
2: uh, yeah, that's a, that's right. We if you're a full time farmer with us, you know, somebody doing poultry or cattle or row crop, we can hold, you know, there's no max. There's, you know, they can put as much as they want to in the funds held. But with anybody who is not relying strictly on farming income, whether it be timber or whatever, you're considered a part time farmer, allowing us to hold up to a year's worth of payments. Um, you know, in the timber stuff, when it comes to that, you know, we, if you're not in the business of it, I'm not crazy about not saying we won't, depending on loan the values, but, you know, we like to see them pay down on principle and, and put down or, or factor it back towards their loan, kind of like what you're wanting to do. So it's, uh, you're, you're right. It's, it's, it's you know, we get those, some so sometimes we get those cases where folks are, you know, just out there hacking timber and they, they, they just took all the money and we didn't let us know anything. And those are the ones that we, we're not crazy about. But, yeah, somebody who's, who's got timber on there, and you're harvesting that timber, and you're managing that property better, uh, and applying it back to your principal balance, or, or just keeping us in the loop. Because, like I said, it's a relationship all the way through. I'm you I am, I am the vice president lending, but I am your loan officer at the time too. So I need to be in the loop when when things are going on, which you've done an excellent job. But uh, yeah, be mindful of those things with any farm credit you're dealing with. You know, across this country, you know, keep them in the loop of what they're doing. Because remember the. The collateral has is, is got to lean against it. It's the collateral being used to loan you the money. Be sure and relay any information with your loan officer because they're going to help guide you, and they're going to put you in a position to, to try and get the thing paid off as quick as they can. So uh, one quick thing, and, and I ran into this, and, and I'm going to let my viewers
1: know. So, viewer I mean a listener it does not work like this you can't uh, you can't buy a hundred thousand dollar track of land and go cut twenty thousand dollars timber for your down payment
2: it doesn't work that's like right, that because
1: no. that is included in what the property's value is right
2: we, we man you bring up some good topics that I, I think are great to talk about that I've, I've always told myself I need to pay attention to because they pop up at you that's one question we get a lot is that, you know you, you realize somebody's getting a good deal and somebody's got some good timber. And that's the first thing they'll ask. Hey, if I cut the timber, can I put it back? No, the answer is to that is, you know, either you got the additional collateral that we can take a lien against the ten acres, or you know, whatever the real estate, or you know, the fifteen or twenty percent down, and uh, you know. But that is a good question. We that's probably a question I get asked, you know, two or three times a month. But and you know, we're here to help. But you know, we also have to be in every deal is different. You got to be in a good good position at the bank too. Always remember. Those old bad banks are going to make sure they're covering their backsides too, you know, so it's... Uh, that's how they stay in business. That's it, that's it, you know. Uh, w- sometimes we're the good guys, sometimes we're the bad guys, most time good guys. But, yeah, that is a question we do get asked a lot that people need to know. You can't, you can't, you're not going to be able to do something like that.
1: All right, um, Alex, I know that if you've got, like, uh, for instance, like my brother who owns a piece of um, cattle land, I mm-hmm. know that y'all can do, you know, buying and selling cattle and, mm-hmm. and do loans on that, okay? Yeah. Uh, so... You know, I know you can do that as far as that kind of farming, if it's a uh, crop, or yeah. if it's uh, or if it's cattle or things like that. We
2: got that. full time timber farmers too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, all right, I'm a I'm a guy who has a timber track, hunting track. I'm cutting timber, doing that sort of thing. Can Southern Ag Credit help me with my loan on my tractor?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, it's. We have a lot of conversations on this, and it's a good conversation of being brought to the forefront. You know, it's hard, and it, there's no secret about this, Slade. You know I mean, I, Kubota and what John Deere are doing right now zero percent. I, I mean, mean. It's, I have had the people, I've had the, the the customer come in and just be bound and determined so that I credit do the loan. That's fine, but I am very transparent on that fact. Hey, man, you want a tractor? You can go right here next door, zero percent Sunbelt, and the but, uh, yeah, we finance equipment. But where, where we benefit that factor into it is the used equipment. You know, new, it's newer equipment, but it's used. So it's not going to be eligible for the 0%, so to speak, at, at John Deere or anything. But
1: is that any type? Oh, when you say equipment, okay, I can do a tractor. I'm, I am assume
2: a disc, bush hog, stuff like yeah, that. All, yeah, tractor What about side-by-side? Side? No. Well, <laughs> my compliance officer probably kicked me in the head for saying uh, I've never done it, but I mean, if if it was a full time farmer, yeah, absolutely. Anything we we had their bank, and uh, but you know, not as. And I say he'll kick me in the head. That was actually the right comment to make there, but uh, yeah, I mean, you get some guys who who come in and uh, ask for that. I don't do them a whole lot. I don't I, I don't think we can on side by sides, but the equipment side of it, yeah, pretty heavily.
1: Alright, I buy 100 acres of land in Adams County and I want to put a camp for a mobile home. You've got my loan. That's What's my question? option?
2: That's a good question. Uh, so we do do believe it or not, probably I'm one of the main ones that do it, but we do do we actually do construction loans for a home if somebody really wanted to. So our life or our slogan here at Southern Ag is financing life outside the city limits. Mm-hmm. And uh, that includes the, the Recreational, the farming, agriculture, but also houses. So yeah, I mean, uh, we do camp loans and uh, house loans all the time. We have, I mean, the same, you know, the same process where we do interest only payments for a year on a house, you know, so until it's done. Uh, now, as far as the mobile homes go, that's an interesting point, and it seems to be a heavy topic that's been since January one. I don't know what it is, but the past four or five loans I've had a mobile home on them. And me and you got one right now that we're closing right now. As a matter of fact, uh, just to educate our viewers, there was no value given on that thing. Because, uh, and this is really good for our viewers, if the tongue and axles have been review, removed from the, from the mobile home and they have applied in the county, it's it's called an asphyxiation, uh, to say it's actually permanent to the real estate, we can then value it. Um, I, I learned a lot of it. I, I thought I should know all this, but I didn't even know about filing in the courthouse about asphyxiation. But uh, that's a prime example, you, you know. If for our viewers, Slade is selling a f- two what's two sixty five and uh, that place has a little camp on it, but that that value was not given there because it still has a tongue and action. And,
1: and the and the place does have value, but right. and and, and I can answer this for Alex. It appraised without the trailer, so that's, they didn't, we right. didn't have to get creative, you know. With that's right.
2: Thing. It appraised without the trailer. So, but I say that for our viewers to know, you know, because we do, you do get those people, especially, you know, buying a little 40-acre block, and it's got a little, you know, pull behind, or a little mobile home on it, and then you get into the appraisal side of things, and usually, a lot of times things appraise out, but then they don't. There's times where you just run into it, and they just don't appraise, and they'll say, man, that thing's got a, a little manufactured home on it, and well, the it, the tongue and axle's still on it. So to answer your question to go back to you say I gotta place some thatches, I'm I'm building a camp. We can build a camp. Uh you're talking about a different monster when somebody says I want to buy a manufactured home. So there's a process to go through, uh it, when it comes to manufactured homes, but essentially you're supposed to I mean it's kinda like a little equipment loan is what it should run as if it's not if it's not permanently attached to the property. So
1: well, Alex, we're getting to about 45 minutes now. Um, you are my first guest, so you are going to be the first one uh, that I ask this question to. And I think I'm going to ask everybody if, it, if, if you do a good job. That's no it. pressure. Uh, no, I got this. But, um, okay, here's the deal. You win $100 million in the lottery tomorrow. I'm just saying clean cash. $100 million, you get it. Get Where are we going to
2: buy land and why? Who? So my first, my first response, gut, jerk or knee jerk reaction is, you know, uh, Giles Islands for sale, <laughs> twenty million, I believe. Uh, you know, if you get the right realtor, I bet I can negotiate off of that. There you go. That's right. So, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna pay you a little bonus of hundred million, because uh, I, I think of that place first because uh, travel. But then, you know, so that's why I say it's my knee-jerk reaction. I don't I want to be able to – I don't want to have to travel too far. And I can – you know, the deer, duck, turkey, they have it all out there. I've actually hunted out there before. Uh, but, man, when I take a step back and realize I've got $100 million, I got got 100000000 dollars i do not have to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can have my own plane and those type things. So I'm probably, man, I've said for a long time, and my friends in Nebraska, if you're listening to this, Nebraska is a sleeper state. For giant whitetails in Turkey, uh, I would probably—I'm almost 100% sure—I'd say Nebraska, somewhere in the central, north-central part of Nebraska. I'd get me about 5,000 acres, of good lodge, a heck of a caretaker. You know, you gotta—you know—not you know, living in Nebraska, you gotta have somebody on site. But I've told people for a long time, values there are not bad. If you ever—I'm just a real estate fan, like you are, mm-hmm. so I get on y'all's side all the time. Prime example, and I just what's land selling for in Kansas or Missouri, you know? and But uh, I'd have to say uh, I, it'd have to be Nebraska. I'm a huge fan of Nebraska and the, and the Cornhusker State.
1: All right. What about, um, are you buying anything locally? I mean, are, w- what are
2: we doing? Are we staying where we live? Or are we? That, 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 yeah, I love the idea of, uh, yeah, uh, Giles Island. I love the idea of an island. Now, there's other islands out there you probably, with $100 million, you probably buy, you know, there's, Togo Island, I see mm-hmm. hunts out there all the time. I bet they take a pretty check if I was willing to double pay for to it. Call Brad and see what's that's up. That's it. That was, I was thinking the same thing, but uh, I like the idea of Mississippi and islands because that's where you grew up. That's uh, I, I get it. It's the hardest place to hunt in the world, though. And and uh, having an island, we can control a lot more who's coming. You know, people we can't see why we're there. But uh, also, you, you know, it's kind of like a glorified high fence when you're on that river like that, and to be able to. You know, control that. And yeah. Lori just waved at me. So she's happy. To, she brought us pizza, by the way. So I'm pretty excited about this. But uh, that's my wife, Lori. She just pulled. I lost up. my train of thought there with that pizza. But no, in all seriousness, <laughs> thinking of the island, uh, you know, the island situation, I definitely would bait, you know, somewhere in the Mississippi And I say Giles Island, but, some, you know, there's several islands on the Mississippi River that produce quality white tails. So
1: Alex Reiser, the. Financer of tracks of land in southwest Mississippi, his choices, knee jerk reaction is Giles. Then we think about it okay, maybe Nebraska, and
2: but definitely an island. I'll sign off of this, with, with that. The factor is mom, uh, grandma, and grandpa, and, and being close by with my wife. My wife's a homebody, so I think to myself, you know, that's not too far that you know I'd have a premier place to hunt. So. Got it to, there's a lot of factors that actually go into that question. That's going to be interesting to hear how you ask that question going through from here on out.
1: Well, whenever you, um, whenever if I see you that you won on the news $100 million, I'll just, you know, I'll just go ahead and set my dates for Giles Island next year.
2: It's free. It'll All be right. free for Slate
1: Alright, Alex, well, we're kind of uh, finishing up here. Did you have any questions from me? Uh, you're the yeah, first I, Yeah, man.
2: I, I, I'm glad. We, I hope we can get a few more minutes here, man. I really love what and I want to tell our viewers there, you know, we've talked about it. I've come from the other side. I helped uh, start a company and focused on marketing. And to see where Real is headed in the United Country and that integration, that was kind of an eye-opener, especially in our part of the world, you know. I remember it come up across, you know, we have conference calls all the time, and it came up as a big deal. But, uh, you know, t- tell me about the uh, – I'm noticing a land master program. Can you...
1: Well, some master land? Pros. Master land. Yes, yeah. So, um, you know, United Country nationwide franchise, there's 6,000 of us. Not everybody's involved with the Realtree side of it. Um, so if you're involved with the Realtree, you're called a uh, Realtree Land Pro. And I'm on the steering committee. It's, uh, I think, about six or eight of us on the steering committee across the country of other agents that are, have kind of been involved with this thing. And we... Um, We decided that we needed a distinction between, you know, if there was somebody super qualified at their job, a master of their job, that they need to be recognized for that. So uh, what you do, um, you actually have to submit an application. And uh, so it's, I forget the exact, it's like 10 criteria, and you got to meet seven of them. Maybe it's a certain amount of land sales your hunting background, um, maybe you, uh, have, uh, managed some land and done some things, uh, you know, years in real estate, just a lot of things that, that make you a master at your trade. Uh, I saw this week, uh, come across my emails. It was funny. Mr. Don Bells is where Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Don has been, um, my family's, uh, biologist and was the Wilkeson County, uh, biologist, the, uh, uh, what do you call the county agent mm-hmm. for a long time so i mean a lot of my dear knowledge came from mr Dodd. so as soon as the email come across and that's i said there's no point in me reading this he's a master well that's what made me
2: ask I, I, when i was riding over here I was scrolling through facebook and i saw he was uh he had got the distinction and i said what is that and I, I was just curious and i said well it makes sense. He's a biologist. I mean, he comes from you just me so, on the head. So, so. Uh,
1: people listening across the country, if you if you're looking for a Realtree Lampro and you do see that they have that designation of uh, Master Lampro, there's a reason behind it. They didn't mm-hmm. just get the logo and get to run with it.
2: And it's so important. And, and I know we're getting against the clock here, but it's so important. And I just I have to harp on this. And I I, I understand it, but guys, when you're out there and you're searching for that property. One thing I always tell people, they, they always think, hey, I'm going to save money on a commission by not getting representation. Or or getting cheap representation. Or getting cheap representation, exactly right. Um, and it, it's so important. And why that's a big thing on my mind, why I had to ask is, man, I get so, you know, we do so many deals. And so many deals come through the door. And some of them, you know, have uh, no realtor involved or some have the cheap realtor who, who, who has no experience in it. Uh, it's it's very important, guys, that when you're shopping this stuff, it's worth every penny to be using these guys here, like a Master Land Pro, like Slade at Real Tree, the knowledge that they're going to give you, it, it, and to, to to really get your end goal. Because most of it's hunting. I mean, that's what we're talking. Let's just be honest; we're talking hunting. And uh, I have seen it where people buy something and that property, and they dealt with something a little bit cheaper route, or didn't get representation. And we're selling that property three or four months later because it wasn't the one that were they were looking for. didn't fit their needs. That's so. the first thing I do when people call. I say,
1: okay, what's your budget? What area do you want to be? And what's your goals? Because right. the deal is, you know, if I'm buying a piece of property, I like to bow hunt, white-tailed deer. I, depending on the area, I at least want to shoot four-year-olds, you know, mm-hmm. if not older. Uh, and that's my goal. So a property for me may be different for a buyer, A, Buyer A may just say, look, I want a place for my grandkids to come and kill six and eight-point bucks. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with no. either one of them. Spend no. your money how Absolutely you want to. Not. But so that borrower, that client, he doesn't need to spend the money necessarily in a trophy area because that's not his goal. That's right.
2: And that's why it's so important to say that guys, you know, get out there, know your realtor, know what their background is, and, and they are going to steer you in the direction that you need to go in Get somebody with knowledge, interview them. You know, I mean, it's just normal interviews. So make sure that you're out there doing that and getting the right guy that's representing you. So.
1: Well, Alex, we really appreciate you coming on, man, and we appreciate Southern Ag Credit. They are the title sponsor of this podcast, and uh, we'll be doing this thing all year, different guests. And I just thought that, hey, we're starting this thing out. You know, I know that as people start joining in on this thing throughout the year, you know, people will go back and listen to the first one. And, hey, we we got to be able to afford the land if That's we want to buy it and hunt on it. And uh, Alex and Southern Ag Credit is a great way to get you there. Um well, I guess that's it. First fun. guest on the Huntland Land Man podcast. I was a little nervous starting out. Man, I was too, but how fun. How mm-hmm. fun, man. It's
2: gonna be exciting to see where you take this stuff. New Ryan,
1: did you learn anything? New Ryan is ready to buy him a track of Hunting Land. <laughs> now, look, look, he's he's gonna make so much money from me. He's already I saw him scrolling on his phone, he's just gonna go ahead and buy him something from Alex next week.
2: <laughs> that's where we'll make it
1: happen. Well, man, we appreciate you having you on, Alex. Thank you very much. Let's go eat some pizza. Have fun, man. Thank you guys. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt and Man podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.